we recording. Oh, we live? Yeah, we live. We live. We live. Hey. Um, cool, cool. Listen, I'm going to get straight to it. I don't know if I'm going to give y'all uh, the sexy voice Ken today. Oh, hold yeah? On. Yeah, hold on. Matter of fact, today, huh? give me one second. Let me, let me intro the part the way it's supposed to be. Okay, all right. Now we talk. One second. Welcome. <laughs> now, nah, it's a uh, free therapy podcast. We're going to get straight to it. We already 30 seconds in. Um, you got your man, Ken. Look, this is going to be a different day, um, you know, because Bilal will be flaking. I, I, I'm just going to say what it is for real. So we we had to call in audibles and shit. We got special guests from all across the world to come join us and, and fill out our, our regular conversation, right? Also, last week we needed some woman input, some female energy, so we've, we've brought some female energy. Um, so, boom, we're going to start. You guys know who this is, the A-Mike, okay? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's what I, I said. That's what I said. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is Big Fly, <laughs> a.k.a. You know Mighty, saying? but there's no A, there's no one. All right, there's no A, there's no Okay. okay. All right, all right. Jay Rico. This nigga. Light-skinned nigga's always going to do it. He always going to do it. Uh, yeah, for those of you who aren't familiar with who Jay Rico is, uh, it's Justin. Um, and then we have uh, a very special guest. All right. Oh, uh, someone who I've known most of my life. Oh, okay. Uh, this young lady is oh. an accomplished everything. All okay. right. Most recently, an actress extraordinaire. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, stage plays. Okay. Mm. Uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, movies, Ooh, right? Oh, and oh, production, wow. feature films. Oh my gosh! Yes, okay. yes. Poetry. Yeah. Oh, amazing on the Bus Boys right types now. or like Def Jam. This was before Bus Boys. Bus Boys wasn't around when she was doing poetry. Oh yeah, you she got me? out of the mud. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's different right okay, there. Okay. Okay. Uh, everybody, please welcome. Uh, if I had a round of applause button, I would hit it. We gotta get that. We gotta um, get a sound box. To the beautiful. Okay. Uh, the dread-headed, oh. all right. Um, the the lot the, queen. I don't know. I don't know how to describe her. All right. Okay. All right. Take your time, brother. Take your time. Okay. Regina, everyone. Regina. Okay. I go by Regina Gina G now. Oh. That's my new name. Oh, yeah, Regina yeah. Gina Jean. Yeah, it's a it's a journey. Um, it's a journey, and so you got to respect all af- af- assets of your journey. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I was born Regina. And then Kenyon is one of the few people who got to know Regina, Gina, and G. And so I think he understands why my new name is Regina, Gina, G. But I'll let him call me Regina still, so. You're welcome. Okay. Yo, that's interesting, right? We can start there, right? Yeah, I I need to know, like, is it three different people? Like, personalities? That's that's actually exactly what she just said, if you called it. Yeah, I kind of, Bars. Which is Mm -hmm. fine. I'm a Sag all day. A November Sag is a distinction. Okay. Um, no, we was walking in and shit talking about names. Uh, she she called me my whole name. Y'all niggas just called me Ken. But then, like, I got the middle name, Cody. And, like, Cody is, like, how Janet Jackson say, Miss Jackson, if you nasty. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? That, that My middle name is... What? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. My Go middle ahead. name is strictly limited to uh, those who wish... To get nasty with me. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Okay. All right. So I oh, do wow. not invite men to call me Cody. Yeah, um, I'm not respectfully. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, love uh, is respect. love, and anybody can can choose to do whatever they want to do. I'm not, but for me, right, I prefer 
when women call me Cody, cause then boom, we out of here. Oh, so you just line them up like that's it's kind of like a plug and play. Like, listen, well, see, they know, you know, they know, they know the vibes when we, yeah, when we get the vibes popping. That's that's where we going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, so um, look, what y'all want to talk about today, y'all? I'm I'm, I'm not gonna bore y'all with uh, my sexual energy. Oh, sexy can y'all? It sounds like sexy. Well, you know, in fairness. Uh, chemistry here. Yeah. Okay. That's our problem. See, everybody gets around us, mm. and they're like, y'all, chemistry is off the chain. And it's like, yeah, I've known this man like 26 years now, almost. Yeah. So. Mm, 96. Yeah, what was that time like? What was that time like when y'all met? Okay, boom. We start, we're starting with. <laughs> we're starting with stories from. A nigga's childhood, all right? But I'll start the story. Right into it. Right okay. into it. Regina Regina can corroborate. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what story I want to get. Let's let's frame it. Okay, let's frame it. All right. Sip co- sips coffee. Powered by Duncan. So look, I don't how am I not the A mic? I'm doing a lot of talking today. <laughs> so let me carry us though. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely facilitating the plays. Like I'm definitely the point guard of this. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yo, so boom, it's 1996. All right, so bad, so um, 1996. This shit is uh, pivotal year. You feel me? Sixth grade, sixth grade for your boy. Shit. Sixth grade. Uh huh. Sixth grade in '96. Okay. I'm going from a, a primarily uh, black school. I ain't even gonna say primarily. It was all black. I don't even think I saw a white kid there. Now that I think about it, to uh, mixed school, right? Um, there's a little bit of white, a little bit of Spanish, a little, little bit of Asian and shit. You feel what I'm saying? Um, more niggas, um, and I don't I don't know why there 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 was such an influx because we were we were from all over the place. Like it wasn't like we lived in this neighborhood and shit, right? So anyway, Roland Park is one of the school I'm talking about. My first day at at, at the school, uh, I had to catch the bus, okay, by myself and shit, right? MTA bus? MTA. MTA. That's, that's, a, that's a journey in itself. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I caught the bus before, but it was something about, yo, catching the bus to school, you feel me? It, I was excited. Like, I was up at like five in the morning. I thought I needed to be on the bus early as shit, shit, right? I think school might have started at 7.30, 7.45 or something like that. I'm outside of the school 7 a.m. and shit, right? Um, for for those of you do, who don't know, I was like a, I was a latchkey kid. That means uh, your mom might not be there in the morning when you go to school, and she might not be there in the afternoon when you go to school, so. I had to I had to figure out on my own the appropriate time to leave the house in the morning and shit. You feel what I'm saying? Which is a challenge, you know, when you're 11 years old. You like, you know, how I'm gonna do this? You over planning and shit. I had to pack my own lunch and shit. Like, you know what I mean? I had to pick out my own clothes. Shane set you up with like the, with like the uh, the schedule and all that. Like, you just had to. You get, know, it, you no. get it your own? Uh-uh, nah, nah, nah. I had to figure it out and shit. Like, there wasn't no internet in 96. It wasn't no internet. Like, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? No I, don't, I don't even know if we... You know how you get like the list of supplies you need for school and shit? 
I don't think I got nothing like that. Like I, I think like me getting to that school was like kind of last minute, um, from my memory or whatever. So anyway, boom, I, I get out there seven something in the morning. Boom, 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 boom. I'm fucking super nervous. Um, somehow I end up being sat next to Regina, and it has to do with the fact that my last name starts with a U. And her last name starts with an S. So get it, <laughs> wordplay. <laughs> we'll let the readers, we'll let the listeners pick that up. Go ahead. Us. <laughs> yeah. Every Damn. class they would they would organize us alphabetically. By last name. By last mm. name, and I would we always set. This is like okay. Now, I don't I don't I don't clearly remember the first day other than being nervous. You know, but I'm sure that we sat next to each other. This is giving love and basketball vibes, but go ahead. Uh, whatever, but <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? That That's the story and shit, right? So from this weird, awkward day in 96, I meet uh, Regina. We sit next to each other in every class um, until niggas graduated fucking middle school and shit. You know what I'm saying? And since then, the niggas just kept a close um, relationship, you know? However you want to do it, we friends and 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 sometimes frenemies. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Angry with each other and shit, and you know sometimes extra friends. However you want to decode that one and shit. But it's my real nigga though. You feel what I'm saying? So there we go. That's uh, stories from a nigga's childhood. That's that's where I'm gonna pick us up off with. Um, which I want to talk about next. So y'all, so y'all live near each other, or like ended no, at boom. middle school? Yo, yo, that's a good question there, right? Like, so I always, I'm not gonna say always, but for the most part in my life, I've lived east, right? Like East Baltimore. Right. She's lived west. Oh, sorry to hear that. Baltimore. Sorry. To- <laughs> what you mean, sorry to hear that? I mean, everybody's not privileged to live on the better side of town. So, like the West Baltimore side. I understand. No. That's why I was confused as to I mean, why I you were sorry about it. I can't. I, mean, I can't fault you for right. thinking that. I mean, oh, it's, I mean, you was raised on the side that you was raised on. You were forced to believe what you were forced to believe. But unfortunately, know, the better side of Baltimore is definitely the Eastern Hemisphere. That is a very European view, and I understand it. Ooh, I very, I very much understand. Ooh. it. but being from West Baltimore, Ooh. and to his point, most of the Baltimore and black kids were from West Baltimore because we smart and quippy. And real quick on it. You got to be fast on West Baltimore. That's why I'm just like, I, I like it over there. I mean, it's you got to be fast on your feet. You got to be fast, fast on reconstruction on houses, which they don't. But, you know, I mean, it's bad. What, you mean? Right. what I mean, you mean? I mean, I mean, listen, listen. The, the culture, the culture over so- East is just better. Like, there's no down the hill over West, you know? It's just West Side. It's just like the, it's, 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 it's just. Technically the down the hill over West. But. Technically, the down the hill over West, but what I will say, this is a great plug for what you're saying, because the Bromo Arts District, where I live at now, Mm -hmm. um, is actually coming up in West Baltimore. It's the historic district where the Baltimore Downtown Cultural Arts Center is now being revamped. We're actually opening a new cultural arts center in the Penn North Ave area. Um, If you are familiar with the history of Baltimore, you know that if you came to Baltimore, you had to make it off of Penn North as an artist in order to be taken respectfully anywhere. I mean, we do got that Billy Holiday statue right down there, sitting right by Martin Luther King. So I, 
I'll let you say it ain't the best side, but it definitely is where all the culture and the realness of our blackness come from. So to piggyback off of Kenyon's story of um, like from when we were kids, right? Mm -hmm. So in being at Roland Park, that was the first time I had to realize that um, black wasn't what I was told it was, right? It was multifaceted. It was so many different things and an array of stuff. I learned this one Wednesday, um, half a day, walking down the street. We were walking down what? Roland Park? that turns into University Parkway or whatever. And the boys wanted to go down in the creek and I thought I was a part of the boys. And this is when I realized, oh no, you a girl, you supposed to be dainty, you supposed to do all these things. And he, Kenyon, taught me that. Cause I was like, oh, I'm going down in the creek with him, right? And he was like, stay your ass up here. And he was the first uh, person because of this school that I went to, who I was like, you weird, but you gotta talk to me cause you sitting next to me. So I had to get out of my shell to meet this person. And then getting out of my shell, I'm like, all right. And then this person came out of their shell to protect me. So I'm following them down the creek one day. Because um, I thought this was the story you was going to tell. I'm following them down the creek or whatever. Half a day, every Wednesday, we would always walk miles, right? I'm following down the creek. And I slip and get caught on something. And he's already down there. And the boys are already gone. And they about to have fun. And I just yell out, help me. Like, and then I'm like, I can't scream out, help me. I'm Westside certified. I got to figure myself up out this, right? This motherfucker comes running up the hill. Running. You know, I do and in mid-step, I don't know how he picked me up and got me off because something was about to slip. I was really about to be impaled, it felt like, from my perception, right? He grabbed me, gets me back on the, the concrete and goes, didn't I tell your ass to stay up here? And just walked off. I'm standing there like, oh, sometimes you can be in the right place at the wrong time and have the right things happen to show you some shit that you take moving forward. So I think you're the one of the first black men that I weren't related to that showed me that I can trust y'all. And even when you come off ways that I don't understand, I can be open to it because you never know where it leads to. So back to rewind it all the way back. I mean, I'll let you have that it's not the best side of town, but... We are open and we're fast and we're smart and we not what y'all niggas think we are over at West Baltimore. Come see us in 2021, I mean, I'm 2022. In the West Baltimore. It's definitely some intelligence over there. But I think everybody at this table spends time over there. So this is this this is not the audience for that kind of talk, I don't think. Yeah. Because we, we get around. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I figured. Well, we, most of us got our roots in the so, boom, East. I'll tell you another story about middle school that kind of had something to do with West Baltimore and shit. Um, I had another best friend in middle school and shit. Shout out. Hmm. Shout out to, to my guy, Tavon. Okay. Regina oh, kind of wow. handed, handed towards this a little bit. Um, long story short, me and Tavon would stay close to the women. Okay. Uh, do whatever you want to do with that. But early on in the game, Kenyon was with the female energy. All right. So me and Tavon live over east, right? But after school, we would somehow end up taking the women home over west, riding on the bus with them, riding on the train. We would go downtown, come back up on the train, okay? We went way far out of our way just to be next to the female energy and shit, right? Anyway, one week we do this. 
early in the week we get into like a back and forth with some West Side niggas. You know how it is. You they know you not from around here and you you with the women from their neighborhood. Like yo, who these niggas and shit. Mm. So I could feel the energy was negative, right? I'm like, yo, I don't think we should be going over there no more. <laughs> <laughs> For what I'm saying, I communicate this to my mans and shit, right? And he like, nah, yo, fuck that, fuck them niggas, yo. If we, if, if some shit happened, we just gonna fight them niggas. I was like, I mean, yeah, I feel you, I ain't no bitch, but it was more of them than it was of us, and we in their neighborhood, and mm. we know that they got smoke for us. Mm. We don't. We shouldn't go over there today, yo. Like we should chill and shit. So, long story short, the end of the school day comes, right? We we all getting on the buses, and you know he decides to do what we normally do: follow the women. I'm like, yo, I ain't rocking with it. I'ma just catch y'all tomorrow. So you wasn't with the smoke. Yeah, I wasn't with the smoke and shit. Now listen, I, I'm gonna be clear. Even even to this day. You know, I ain't no whore. I fight you, okay. I understand that. I understand that fights, that fights, uh, typically don't last longer than a minute. So you gotta understand, I'm extremely dangerous in that. This first. nigga's so smart. Your calculating the time frame. <laughs> that a listen, fight's supposed to take listen. Place. You gotta understand that. You gotta understand. You gotta understand. I'm extremely dangerous in the first ten <laughs> seconds. But if you can make it out of ten seconds in a fight with me, then you might win. <laughs> <laughs> You feel what I'm saying? But that first 10 seconds, I'm a killer. Anyway, right? So so I go home and shit. I come back to school the next day. He doesn't come back to school. Long story short, um, he saw that same crew of people that we had beef with. Not only did they jump him, uh, they stabbed him up, like, viciously and shit. You feel what I'm saying? This, is, I, this might have been 7th or 8th grade. 8th grade, I think it was. 7th grade. Yeah, like we. Did he make it? He right. made it. He yeah. made it. I'm, I'm sitting there like, get to the. He made it. How did you feel? I felt fucked up. You should. Yeah. I felt you real should, fucked you up. Feel I like felt a like whole. Like I felt like I left my man's out you there. You feel what I'm saying? And your so, preservation is number one priority. Yeah, like niggas stop fucking with me after that. I agree with your thought process because I do similar stuff, but. I would have because I do similar. Listen, hold on. Yeah. Me, I gotta bring it over. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I would have convinced my friend, nah, this ain't us. You come yo, with me. I swear I was trying. Or yo. I would have went with him. Like I wouldn't have let him go by himself. I had a similar incident. Right? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Stories from the niggas. Okay, stories. Go ahead. Okay. I love it. Um, one of my best friends in high school, his name was Donald. So he had some smoke where he was from, where niggas was trying to run him off of his block. For some shit his brother was doing, right? So we used to leave school late. We used to leave Lake Clifton early every day after lunch. Oh, you went to Lake. Yeah, I went. I went to Lake. Where well, you went to Lake? Uh, from two thousand and four to two thousand and seven. Okay, my But anyway, so we used to leave early. So one day we was leaving to go, you know, fuck with some females, do some other shit, and he was like, "Yo, yo, why females is in every story?" Can we talk that's, about that for a second, yo? yo at yo, that age, that's that. all we can. Yo, about. women is in every story, yo. Do y'all know that? But go ahead. They, they never in the vicious part. They the catalyst of everything. When shit get mug, muggy, they never, nowhere around in the story. It's just the niggas. <laughs> so, he had, the, he had beef. He told me what was going on, right? 
I tried to convince him. You fuck? No, no, go, go oh, ahead. So I tried to convince him not to go, but again, that's his house. So I'm like, yo, I'm going with you. You feel what I'm saying? He wanted to go the way he usually went home and all this other shit, but I'm a thinker be for anything. So I'm like, nah, we ain't going that way. We going the long way. We went all the way around. We bypassed whoever he was beefing with. I got him to his house safely. His mother was furious. Why he, she wanted to know why he got me involved, all the shit that could have happened and all this other shit. But I'm just like, you know what I mean? You got to be thankful that I was there with him to not let him walk up Greenmount by himself because Yoda got fucked up. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just that was just a similar story where we didn't run into that. I didn't have that encounter because I felt like I was there to be like, yo, don't do this. We're going to do it this way. You feel what I'm saying? So... I mean, some people, some people just just want the the raft, though. You know what I'm saying? Some people just want to be Simba. You tell them don't go to the elephant graveyard. They gotta go. And everybody ain't got Mufasa to say that ass from the hyenas. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, the fight or flight makes me think about when I was in a kid, when I was a kid and had a similar situation. But I just like stood there, so I I was in the thick of it with my best friend, right? But I just couldn't fight so we're on a train after middle school one day and these girls are pretty much following us they're like oh we gonna be her ass and i'm like why oh because she's smart and pretty and got titties and i'm like that doesn't make sense to me um the girl victoria um who just did not like anybody in middle school so i'm like no you're not going to beat up my best friend i'm trying to talk reasoning to everybody i remember we get on the train at charles center and i'm just sitting there like this shit about to go down and in my soul, I'm like, please don't let this go down. Like, let's just cooler heads prevail. But they jumped her. Like, two girls just jumped on my best friend. And I'm standing there petrified. Like, I can't do anything. For the most part, she's handling her own because they just tussling her hair. And she's, like, literally swinging. And then she'll fix herself up. And she's like, that didn't even hurt. And I'm like, what do you mean? I am crying. No one put their hands on me. I watched this in front of me and I'm crying. I still to this day apologize to her. And she's like, you're ridiculous, yo. But again, that fight or flight, I know after that experience though, I now don't shoot the shit with nobody. Like, nigga, you gonna have to call the police to get me <laughs> up off this block. <laughs> Cause I'm beating somebody's ass. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. That story, that story, like really, kind of, kind of shaped my my mentalities around certain things for real and shit. Cause uh, Tavon was my man, like that was my man, man and shit. But after that, things was different. Do he fuck with you now? Nah, well, at the middle school, we you know kind of lost it. I was about to say though, I think that next school year. In eighth grade. So one thing about me and y'all probably won't even y'all can't picture this. I got suspended at least once or twice every year that I was in middle school. So middle school was the year was that your I get suspended. I kept getting in the fights. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of fighting in middle school and Why? because women like me and it was mainly this one class. <laughs> Everybody. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Yo, this nigga. That was boy. it. This nigga swear he a lover boy. No, yo. no, because look, it was mainly this this <laughs> other class. Listen to what I'm saying. 
she 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 can corroborate this. This is other class. This other class that we was in for. We all had. Our, it was like our class versus their class, right? But their beef with me specifically was the girls in their class. They wanted they wanted our energy, but we wasn't we wasn't really giving our energy to their girls. We was giving the, our energy to the girls in our class. So, long story short, eighth grade comes. This is a build up. I got jumped by all the niggas in that class. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah, nah, I, I I stood my ground and ended up fighting niggas and whatever the case may be. Um, but in this particular fight, my homeboy wasn't nowhere to be found and shit. And <laughs> when niggas went to go ask you, like, yo, what happened? Whatever, whoop, whoop, whoop. he specifically recalls the day where he got on the train and I wasn't there and all that kind of shit. And I'm like. Oh right, that's the lesson. So did he watch you get jumped and just was like, eh, "I'm gonna just keep going." I don't think he watched it. I, no, yo, he purposefully wasn't a, a, available. You feel oh, what I'm saying? He made himself avail not available yeah, for that. You feel what I'm saying? So why didn't you run? I was already at school. Where was I gonna go? You know what I mean? Anywhere but get jumped. Nah, <laughs> I had to stand my ground. All of the all of the females <laughs> from <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not ever gonna volunteer to get jumped. I'm all of the I'll females, <laughs> all of the females from the class was right there and shit. You feel what I'm saying? So Bro, I had to stand my ground. It was one of them things. I learned. I learned early on if I if I said some shit, if I posh it a different way, I got stand on it. So even today, if I if I tell you suck my dick, I know what come with that. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? If I say, yo, you know what I mean? And I'm and I'm ready for the consequences. I agree with that. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm tell your mic on, tell your mic on. It's on. It's on. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But I'm not cool with getting jumped. Now, my mouth has always been reckless. So niggas try to jump me on occasion a lot. <laughs> but I'm not gonna stand around for it. I'll catch you on the one on one. We can catch that smoke anytime. But if it's more than two niggas. I'm gone. I'm out of there. I'll see you tomorrow. Yo, and it, it was it was a different and it's funny you mentioned going to late um what? Oh four. Especially at late. You went oh four to what? Two thousand nine? What? What? I'm sorry. I'm I ain't right. dumb, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what what was your years? Done. What was your years again? My bad. What was your years again? Oh five to oh four to oh seven. Oh four to oh seven. Damn. So no, yeah, I but I was at like ninety nine uh 2003 Wow Yeah so But Damn. Middle school 99 Yeah Middle school was 96 to 90 yeah, Age differences I, oh, Crazy yeah. Niggas that went to school High school in 99 Middle middle relics. school was 96 to 99 Clifton for you Was a different Lake Clifton That's Facts. my point That I'm trying to get to Right Y'all still had like The varsity jackets back then Right mm -hmm. Like on yeah. Saved by the Bell and shit Yep Y'all yeah, yeah. yeah, did yeah, but, Some people um, just couldn't afford them though. Oh all right. Yeah, yeah they was They was expensive and shit Um, They was Almost three hundred dollars, two seventy five, I think, was was well, like price. about four hundred when I was there. Yeah, yeah, but um, so yeah, so ninety six and ninety nine was just a different era period. If you was going to school, jumping was the thing and shit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't uncommon for you to be on a bus, ride by a bus stop, and a nigga is getting jumped on the bus stop and shit. I mean, like every day. Sometimes two or three bus stops you ride by, it's a bunch of motherfuckers getting banked on a on a so it's this was a culture. We had that same energy and I was just hip to it. I wasn't listen, this is my thing. Even as an adult male, like at times when I was young and didn't drive, 
I don't stand around. You feel me? The area I grew up in, you don't stand on the corner. I never waited for the bus. I walked home. I walked from Lake Clifton to Somerset. Because you wasn't going to catch me sitting in somebody else's hood waiting for the bus. Yo, you missed up an uh, awesome story I told about late last week. and shit. I ain't, I'm not going to rehash it, but you're right. If you ain't catch them buses outside of Lake, yo, you had to walk like... And you wanted to walk fast. And fast. Yeah. You ain't want to get caught in that golf course. I almost that night. got caught right in front of the courthouse. My man stopped me and I turned around. He boxed now and shit. And he was like, Yo, we was about to knock you out. I'm like, What the fuck? <laughs> yo, I had that. Yo, I had that too. Yo, I had, the I crazy thing, yo, I didn't know yo fuck with me until he told me that. I'm like, Thank you, my nigga. Thank yo. You. Appreciate it. I ain't even know. Like, I had that too, yo. Yo, that shit was crazy. I'm sitting there walking this girl to the bus stop, but this is I was said, don't you walking the girl to the bus stop? Women are always in the story, right? We we get by the graveyard, you know what I'm talking about. So I see three dudes with masks on behind us, right? And I tell Shorty, look, when you get to that light pole, just keep walking. I'm, I'm gonna turn around, and whatever happens, just get to that bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, sacrifice. So, so this nigga. Get to the light pole. I turn around. It's one across the street. It's two on this side of the street. She keep walking. And I'm like, what's up? I see the nice pop out. I'm like, oh, shit. Yo, they get close to me. Yo, like, hey, yo. Burning? Niggas rob you by name, though. Like, oh, shit. Like, this shit different. This shit throws you way off. You ever see the comedy bit? Niggas, yo, that, and yo took his mask off. He's like, yo, who's ready to rob you? And I'm like, I'm glad, you know, we yeah, from the neighborhood yeah, because yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> shit that shit would have been. So, my question in the, in the free therapy aspect, right? With the Tavon experience you had, how does that affect how you view situations like that now? Do you still feel like you're, you, uh, somewhat responsible for that situation as an adult? No, you know, in hindsight, um, this is about to sound mad crazy and shit, but in hindsight, I, I can't control nobody's actions and shit. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? On some bravado, male bonding ego shit, I felt guilty because I wasn't there. But looking back, I, I don't know. I could have died. He was lucky to survive. But, you know, I might have been a nigga that died that day and shit. <laughs> Facts. Say. Facts. So, you know, whatever, however the cause of fate played out, um, I still got love for yo and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, even though I ain't really been, I ain't connect with the nigga, obviously, in like 20 years or some shit like that, for real. But it's, it's, it's just a sheer fact of... Um, you know, having that shared experience, knowing that the shit was traumatizing, I think I did. I did what was uh, what needed to be done for me to survive that day and shit. So, survivor's remorse is a real thing. It's a real thing. All right, cool. Boom. Let's pivot. Um, cause uh, stories from a nigga childhood just got a little sad. Um, <laughs> yo, where you want to go? You want you want to talk about uh, your idols? <laughs> Yeah, let's, tell, let's, I, I like that you can tell niggas about topic, that idols topic. Like, um, I'll kick it off. Like, a lot of people, let's let's go back into the day. Like, a lot of people idolize Lil Wayne, right? And you would see carbon, carbon copies of Lil Wayne everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was growing dreads and everybody was getting the tattoos and shit like that. And it's like, that shit is crazy to me. Like, 
that's really idolizing somebody where you change everything about yourself to look like that person be like that person for whatever reason you think you're going to get what that person has and for some people that really look like wayne it was getting the attention that wayne like oh you look like wayne girl like da, 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 da. like you be like damn that shit really worked but i can't it's some shit you just just don't flow with so i don't like idolizing any fucking body i don't like the worshiping aspect of it i don't feel like making somebody yet because once they once you find out who they really are and you be like damn that nigga ain't shit like then you gotta change your whole compass and it's like so, <laughs> then what you got next so what if it's your one of your parents though you don't feel like you can idolize your mom mm. much respect much respect and love your mom's a great woman absolutely idolize it no she a human being should men, should men idolize their mothers why not it's one of your parents I'm gonna hold shit down. So, so what? I, so, I, what does idolizing mean to y'all? I, in the context of everything that you just said, as far as even going into the you know worshiping aspect. Yeah, so that gets tricky when you one don't know fully the person, and two uh, they don't give you. Because I'm thinking about a parent now, and they don't give you the things to properly weigh shit. So I'm thinking about myself, like. Back when I was younger, doing a whole bunch of, not wild shit, but I had a very different outlook on life, I idolized my mom. And I have I had to realize now in my adult life, what did she idolize, right? Because if you idolize someone, you're idolizing their values as well as your own in ways. And the shit my mama idolized don't make Regina Gina G at all, right? It plays a lot into who G is as the protector, right? It plays a lot into who G became as the, I ain't never going to watch, watch my best friend get her ass beat again in front of me type shit. But those things don't support and love and give Gina or Regina what she needs in order to be the full woman that she is. So to Brandon's point, I get the idolization and it's like, oh, you got to reconcile that like Martin Luther, Martin Luther King had all these holes out here, right? Like you got to reconcile that in the, in your head. Dang, however, never gonna let that shit down. However, <laughs> however, he's still Martin Luther King. Like that nigga sat in a fucking jail right. and wrote them motherfucking come get me bitch and I'm on your turf letters right. for my black ass. He's still a he's still at G. I still respect him. He fucked bitches, though. So that's for my idolization, how it boils down to. I can idolize people, but I got to take them as their whole. So back to me and my idolization of my mother, I have my ebbs and flows with it right now. I respect everything that she survived through to give me life in 85, right? But, bitch, we could have did it differently, and I'm going to do it differently, and that's not a bad thing in the idolization of people and I think that's the the thing right you don't have to be little Wayne to respect and like all of the good of him and then hold that nigga feet to the fire for the bad of him right that's where I stand with it right yeah I kind of agree with that does idolization mean you see no wrong like that person can do no wrong in my eyes no oh all right. because I mean I it kind of depends on if you believe in a perfect person see me personally in my eyes no one is perfect you feel what I'm saying? Uh, as much flaws as my mom have, still knowing the shit that she was able to do with what she had makes me idolize her. You know, even though recently we had a, a conversation and she asked me a question, and the answer I gave her, I could tell she was shocked by it. She asked me if she felt like I always, oh, if she ever put herself before me. 
And I said, you know, there are a few times where I could say, yeah, you put me before you. She was shocked. Like, she looked genuinely like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, but I still idle her. Yo, and, and talking about Martin Luther King, um, this is going to sound mad crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, a powerful man always has options. <laughs> I mean, there's no I lie about that. No, no, no. Uh, this, this is not. This is women not. Women have options, regardless. This is not. This is not an, uh, a shot at women, right? Y'all, y'all have not, more I'm options. We about to go to a whole nother topic. But no, I, this. But my, I'm thinking about that, right? Like, I, I, I believe the narrative just because off of that statement that I just made that Martin Luther King was fucking bitches. I also though think that there's a. Uh, What's wrong with that? No, oh, let me, he was married. Let me play the He was a out. pastor. And he was married. Do it. Don't have I mean. Have your 16 picking any hit ass kids if you out here fucking bitches and, and touring the fucking country. Be like Coretta A. Go hit Malcolm Hold on, hold on, hold on, no, hold on. But here's here's why here's why here's, oh, wow. here's 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 why I like he was servicing the people though. She deserves well she she taking care of his kids which is a part of his ability to service the people. Do she not deserve hard dick in order to do that? Is yes. She a, is she a yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Did she uh, go out as an idol? Oh, wow. Now she's an idol okay, after his so death. After his death. It don't matter. She's still. She still it does matter. Because she, she is a person who had to wait after <laughs> his bullshit. Yo, okay, but if it's if it's that she still eat, though, then nigga, whatever dick she sucked while she was with Martin shouldn't have mattered either because they still so, eating, though. So it's about the sex for you. That's why you upset. It's about, the, it's about, the, it's about how we go was, about it. It's about balance. It's about fairness. If Martin, Life ain't fair. Fair. Wow. Fair. fair. Fam, a, that listen, table is going to turn a, real quickly. Listen, Life ain't a, fair. I accept that. Life ain't up fair. up as a black man, mm-hmm. especially in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and you talking about the stuff that you talked about previously, you should know that nothing is fair for us. So even teaching your kids or whatever about fairness is a dub for me. I don't but even to, talk about fairness in my But to y'all point earlier to Kenyon about Tavon, right? We can make the odds more even for us about what we do and how we take care of each other. It's the exact same thing. Black men get it when it comes to each other, but we don't get it to the options that we have when it comes to the opposite sex. That's all I'm asking. Nigga, have a fucking conversation with me because if you go and marry me and you going to tell me you a reverend and you from the church and you are upholding the values back to the idolization thing, right? You're holding up the values of what monogamy and da 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 is, I am. I will put my fucking firstborn child on it that ain't here. That this nigga did not have a conversation <laughs> with Coretta about what the fuck it looks like when he's on the road. Because I'm telling black men to your face, if you have a real conversation with black women about what you want, because we all understand we're in the same fight, nigga, we will fold for you. We will give you what you need because we love you. Yeah, right. You don't know because you won't try it. And here's my last thing I'm going to say for my personal example. The last lasting relationship I was in broke up at the five-year mark because I told him, hey, you're younger than me. We're at five years. You should be able to go fuck bitches. I just need three things. One, come home. Two, don't make no lasting relationship with her. Three, be honest with me about what the fuck's going on. He ran to his mommy and told me that he couldn't be with me no more. So again, black women will give y'all what y'all want if y'all knew how to stand the fuck up and yo, yo is communicate. Just a kind of guy. That's that's what that's. But I'm a like. different type of bitch, and I, so again, I'm you got that. to be able to handle your shit because we got options too. That, listen, that's all listen, I'm saying. Listen, that's all. I'm what I'm what I'm about to say is sometimes. 
women know what the fuck be going on, but y'all blind yourself to it, and then y'all try to blame us. Y'all, you, y'all know what type of nigga y'all be fucking with. Yo, so it's interesting that this conversation played out the way that it just played out, cause um, the thought, the thought that I was having, and we're gonna take uh, just a quick second. We're gonna, you sure? You sure? What you want to do? We can pause. Real nigga shit. Real nigga activity. We can pause. We're gonna we're gonna pause the pause for a second. We're gonna cut in. And we're back. And we're back. We're back. All right. We had to pause because Mighty had some furniture delivered. Full disclosure on the pod. Where where did this Mighty shit come from? Well, it actually came from two different places. So, football wise, they called me Mighty for Mighty Mouse. Both places for Mighty Mouse. So, football wise, when I played FGV. They gave me nickname Mighty. And then a totally different place, Tesco. That's where we worked at. First day I'm working there, the dude Larry was like, Yo, what you think, you Mighty Mouse? Because I was lifting all the boxes instead of doing it the easy way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a Mighty just, Mouse reference. I never caught that. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, you wasn't there. You had to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, so I, I was trying to, to pivot the conversation. So, for our listeners, um, in that little five-minute break that we had, it got a little heated off mic. We're not going to rehash all that, love, though. All love. We're not going to rehash that. The, the point that I was trying to make by, by talking back about uh, this narrative that exists out there about Martin Luther King, um, it being true or not being true, we don't know personally because we wasn't in between Martin and Coretta's relationship, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, just, I just wanted to bring up how there are so many different things that pit black women and men against each other. And a lot of them, you know, start with the CIA sharing a story like, oh, we we phoned, we listened to all of his phone conversations, so we're gonna do our best to make him look like not the most holiest man in the world, the, the a womanizer, et cetera, et cetera. Whether it's true or not, it you feel what I'm saying? He was fucking niggas too, right? Listen, what? I, don't, I ain't gonna yeah. put that on this. Not, no, on my podcast, we not. <laughs> not on my podcast. I ain't gonna put that on this name. You feel what I'm saying? I ain't gonna put that we on. Ain't, yeah, I ain't we ain't gonna put that on this name. So, but it's, it's just like, um, <laughs> you know, you can be the most pious person in the world and still find yourself out here in some shit. You feel what I'm saying? So, I just think whenever that comes up, I just think it's mad crazy how there exists so much division this purposeful division set in between the black man and the black woman you know what i'm saying that was my only point they trying to take our power away well you know who's they and shit right like <laughs> you feel what i'm saying like i don't you i don't want to go into who set everything they in motion man they try to you know what i'm saying so all this shit is strategy man so let's go back to the idols thing like, i wanted to talk about one of my idols, some okay, one of mine, um, is Anthony Bourdain. I don't know, uh, anybody, you guys know, y'all giving me the blank face. And yeah, shit. yeah, I, 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 want, I want you to get we to We need live. like a, a live studio like audience. Show, yeah, where um, are you going with the Anthony Bourdain being your idol? So, <laughs> growing up, like I always watch like Food Network cooking shows, uh, Travel Channel, and there, these these were things that allowed me to have uh, a window 
kind of like outside of um, the place that I live and shit, right? Uh, one of the things that like I try to do now is be a window and not a mirror, all right? What I mean by that is, especially as a teacher, if I'm being a mirror, um, that can be beneficial to only to a certain point, right? Where I'm just reflecting all of my experiences in Baltimore back on to the students, right? The 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 thing is that that can be limiting and shit, because you know maybe seeing me, somebody might think that this is as far as I'll ever go, and that's absolutely not the case. Being a window uh, allows you to look out and um, you know imagine whatever it is that you want to do, et cetera, et cetera. Go to other places. Uh, think that you can. Um, so, boom. Where where is this going for me? All right. Well, uh, some of you guys might know. Some of you don't. My my father was a chef. Uh, there was a point in his life where um, he traveled cooking um, all across the country on a train and shit uh, with Ringling Brothers. So that's where this little nugget of inspiration comes. And then, you know, not necessarily having my father in the household and getting to hear all his stories firsthand. I latched on to Anthony Bourdain. I don't know. Saw this nigga on TV. He was traveling the world, cooking, right? Um, trying different fucking foods and um, talking to different people, et cetera, et cetera. He just seemed like an interesting guy. Tattoos all over. Nigga wear leather and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, somewhere in my mind, it's like, yo, damn, this nigga cool. Like, what if I, right? could take whatever skill that I have and then just travel the world and be a man of culture and shit. You know what I mean? I never wanted to be, you know, like some kids idolize football players, basketball players. I never wanted to be one of those guys and shit, right? Some some uh, people might idolize police officers or soldiers. I ain't never wanted to be one of them niggas and shit either, right? I always wanted to be the coolest nigga in the room. You feel what I'm saying? And my presence could be felt. I ain't really got to come in and start talking. And, you know what I mean? Like giving it up to niggas. But you know when I walk in and sit down, oh, shit, it just got cold in here. Like, <laughs> it, just, it just, like a real nigga just stepped in and shit. You feel what I'm saying? So Anthony Bourdain becoming an idol of mine is that, right? It's this international man of mystery. This this energy of um I have a question though. Being it go ahead, go ahead. Go you ahead. know he because uh, I I like Anthony Bourdain as well. You know he set up that kind of persona of himself because of his depression, right? Yes. That's a very interesting yes. in knowing you as long as I have yes. why you've kind of gravitated to yes. that aspect. Because he's actually hiding mm-hmm. behind that persona. Same. Right. Same. Facts. That's why I was like, <laughs> oh, let me Same. let me ask. Same. So no, yeah, right. You know, pivoting because this is the free therapy podcast. This is all all of that and me wanting to have that idol is just about my own personal insecurity and shit, right? Not feeling safe, but trying to make myself feel safe by having just some measure of a wall of indifference between me and you, right? Like, I step into the room, and I'm cool because I feel like I'm better than you because it allows me not to have to deal with the reality of myself 
and how that might clash with who you are as a person. That's scary. Read his book because those were some of the thoughts that kind of made it. Because then you're creating this, uh, this, this, yeah, this Mm -hmm. persona, but Mm -hmm. it's not a reality. You're creating this virtual reality in real world, right? That you now have to exist in. And it's kind of the point that I was trying to make earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Or to your point with the CIA saying something, baby, don't ever put me in a position where a nigga can tell me something about you. That I don't already know. Come on Uh now. uh And so uh that's the thing with relationships with ourselves. We set up these personas where a nigga can tell you something about you Mm -hmm. that you, you know, you just don't want to accept, right? To the man's point of that, right? I know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to accept that. And Mm -hmm. so I guess in our journey and our friendship, that was one of the things that always stuck out to me in you, that sameness in us, right? But I think... And I think you've told me this a few times um, in your own way. Regina, I appreciate that you just don't give a fuck at some point. You just like, I'm going to just be me. Because at the end of the day, I always resolve with, nigga, you get to go home and I'm still stuck with this shit, which is me. So what the fuck? I, Because I used to, I, you know me, I had that persona a little bit in my own little way where it was like, She's G, right? She gonna always be there, always kicking the door, always got your back, always yada da 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 da. Nigga, G get tired. I don't have the energy. I don't want to pick up your phone call. Like I just want to lay the fuck down. Mm-hmm. I had to resolve that. Or Gina, who was always so, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Along the same vein of, I just want you to love me the way that I love you. But that don't that don't work. Gina got tired too because she yeah. wasn't being reciprocated the way that she need to and then regina who just was so inquisitive and taking in the entire world being open to sit at the windows of her life right Mm. and how many times that was taken away from her Mm. so i guess it's nice to hear you say what you're saying and to make the connections that you made because um yeah some of the some of the things that we idolize in people to the overall conversation speaks to some of the things that we don't want to tackle in ourselves yes and, it's toxic yeah it's, and so my journey as of late has been solving that like, that's that's really what that, i was trying that. to get at with this conversation about idols is that generally we idolize some toxic shit you know what I'm saying? Regina just picked my whole shit apart. She caught it because she know me. But that's really what I was trying to get at. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I I have and have had for a long time um, a, a side of depression. So if, if anybody knows, like Anthony Bourdain's story ends in suicide. Also, I'm bringing this up because there's a documentary out right now called The Road Runner. Um, and just last night, I was trying to find it. It's supposed to be coming to HBO Max. So I'm trying to like wait till it comes to HBO Max. But it's out there. I looked it up on Amazon last night. It was $20 to rent it. You feel what I'm saying? And if they killing this, this is a whole other conversation. But I got Amazon. I got Netflix. I got HBO Max. I'm stealing somebody else's. I can give you one of those. I'm stealing somebody else's Disney Plus and shit. You feel what I'm saying? Another nigga I know got Hulu. I'm trying to use his shit. Yo, I got to wait for some of this shit to come to one of these platforms. I can't pay the 20 and shit. Like it's, you feel, I can pay the 20, but anyway, right? So it's rough when we talk about who we idolize. 
why we idolize them. What are we really trying to say to ourselves, but what are we also really trying to say to the world? And uh, I'm going to let one of y'all niggas pick up because I got to go to them. So, like, when I when I look at the word, uh, the definition of idol, it pretty much sums it up as, the, you know, you're making somebody a god. And that's what scares me about that word idol. Um, it's like, I don't want to look at anybody as the all being of anything that I got going on in my life. I could take parts of what I like from that person, what I like from that person, what I like from that person, and make it one thing for me. Now, as far as Anthony or, or the idea of being cool, I think everybody wants to be cool. We just don't know how to get to that point of coolness, which is who I am, how does that translate to you and you receiving it or reciprocating it in a manner that suggests like, I'm going to give him love back. Yeah, I like I'm listening to the definitions that you started with. And it's like, I kind of think that's all circular, right? Because aren't you the person who controls all things that are you, right? So aren't you in fact an image of God, a piece of God, God like, so it's like, for me, it's like that last two connecting pieces that you're at, that once you connect them, you come to that cool that we're looking for. Like, that's what I was saying to Kenyon. It's not easy. I, I don't, because that's those two things connecting is what it is for this phase of my life, right? I am in control of all things in me, every good, every bad, every da-da-da-da-da-da. I have an influence on, right, to whatever varying degrees. And so I have to accept that. And I have to love that. And I have to be okay when I don't love that because then I am the controlling force that solves that, right? Just like in God, right? In the story of the Bible when they like, he ain't like this shit that he created. It got too haywire. So he obliterated all that shit, right? Got wiped it all clean. Kept a few pieces that he did like and started over. I literally did that last year during quarantine, right? I lost every fucking thing that I thought Regina was. And then I found out, oh, no, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. And now I am, I'm not saying I'm a god. You feel me? That's that hotep shit that I'm not. But I get it. Does that make like, sense? Very much so. Yeah. I can't be made in the image of something and not be like it. That's retarded. Like, that's not logical. That doesn't make sense to understand the former and not accept the latter. And that's the thing. For me, like, I've been definitely on my spiritual journey of connecting with all parts of me and what that means with all parts of God, love, spirit, whatever the hell you want to call it. So, like, with idolization and the definitions you put up, I'm like, yeah, bro, you right there. You are it in my mind. So, so what, what is cool? What is cool? Like, to me, hearing cool in this conversation, it just it feels like cool is being loved. Yeah, I think we're all saying that. Yeah, I think we're you know all saying, saying being loved. Yeah. But but you can't love anything until you love yourself first. Because if you don't understand that, then how the fuck how the fuck do you know what love is? No, I, I had a conversation with one of my homegirls a couple months ago. You can know something, but it's a difference between knowing something and internalizing it. Yeah, I call it knowing something in theory and then in knowing something in practicality, right? And so I think we all get love in theory. Right. I'm asking for practical love now. It's some work that we got to put in. Like, it takes some work to, like, wake up, know that you pissed off last night, right? And know you got a pile of creative things that you were supposed to be doing today mm -hmm. that didn't get done because of last night and still loving yourself through it. Like, that's practical love. Yeah, 
in how do you make loving yourself practical? Like, you know you're supposed to love yourself. Everybody knows they're supposed to love themselves. But still, we come to that doorstep of depression anyway. Nigga, you just got to do it. And I know how fucking ridiculous that sounds. But you just got to fucking do it. I know how fucking simple that may sound to a nigga who's up right now. Like, yeah, nigga, just do it. Until you hit that roadblock where you still got to fucking love yourself. When, for me, right, to bring it all full circle, I still had to love myself. After every nigga who I knew was cheating on me and I still stayed, right? I had to love myself after every nigga who I still invited back into my bedroom and I knew he wasn't worth it, right? I had to love myself after every time I let down my homegirl who never let me down, right? I also had to love myself after every time I told somebody no and it made me feel bad, but it was the right decision. I also had to love myself every time I sat and had that deep, uncomfortable processing system about me and my mom's relationship and to still be able to be like yeah she done beat my ass and did this and did that but I love her you feel me I had to sit and had I just had to do it and I think us with our to to uh Jay's point earlier when he was like you know we're scared of our power fuck yeah because we as black people get to handle that duality right I get to still love Martin Luther King and have all of these motherfucking kids with him knowing every fucking thing that he's in that pulpit contradictory preaching to you I can handle that pressure I just need you to let me know that that's the pressure we handling nigga because then I won't be coming with a water gun <laughs> when I got a motherfucking Tommy in the trunk mm-hmm. Don't set me up for failure. And that's what our difficulties is in my mind. Again, nigga, I know, I assume, because I grew up around a lot of men, I assume it's difficult in your mind to know you got Coretta at home, but know you busting down Becky out here. Baby, I want to help you alleviate that because I love you. But you got to love yourself enough to help alleviate whatever that is, whatever that is. But we got to be able to have conversations. I think, yeah, cool is love. I think we're. I think it all boils down to love. But how? I think that's the question we're not asking. How do you get there? That's the practicality of it. Mm-hmm. Sorry to talk so much. No, it's cool. You doing what you're supposed to. So my, th- I have a question for Ken because we were on the Anthony Bourdain train. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Shoot. Do you ever feel suicidal? Uh, have I? Yeah, absolutely. Um. Probably my, my darkest um, stint was from the time I quit my uh, long-term job uh, at Tesco. I was there for like 15 years. Uh, that's seven or eight months in between not having a job and then having another job was like one of my lowest points in life. Um, and I didn't know we was going to get this dark today. But, you know, fuck it. Anthony Bourdain and shit, right? Um, what what was going on in that life? I, I had just recently come, came out of a relationship and shit, so emotionally I was all over the place. Um, I was really angry and upset with that job. Um, it's because it wasn't healthy for me for years, right? So I got out of that, and then right, like I don't know if if anybody, I don't, I don't have any kids, right? I ain't no only family. I I really guys like my mother, my stepfather my um sister and shit like i got my my father was around but we ain't really have i'm not close with nobody if that makes any sense and shit like people are in my life but again i got this anthony bourdain shit about me that i've been carrying since i was a kid um so in that time period 
not having a job to get up to go to in the middle of whatever, right? Not necessarily having a whole lot of money coming my way. I don't people don't people underestimate the value of having children, not having any children in my life that have to get up and make sure make something happen for. You feel what I'm saying? Like when you a single man and you don't have shit, it's rough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you trying to reach. Like at that time I'm I'm I wanted to teach. So I put the application in the same day that I I quit that job. Um and it took them nine months to get back to me and shit. But in the middle of that, I'm reaching, I'm putting job applications here, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm like, now nah, I'm making my photography shit pop. And then like I'm just grabbing that straws and I'm going through the wheels. Might I tell you, I'm in a group chat every other week, like, yo, if I could make this come through. I had some awesome interviews at high paying jobs that ain't never hit back. Does the group chat help you? The the, the part the, the the part was birthed. You feel what I'm saying? Through out depression. of yeah, yeah, absolutely. This this podcast comes from me specifically being in such a crazy state. Um, it, it happened a little bit before that, but I needed it more in that in that middle space because um, you know your man's kids was going through it and shit. You know, so suicide. Yeah, I, I definitely. Play with the. Let me change. Let me change that up because I don't want to. I don't want to put myself in a space with somebody who's actually done the the act or try to attempt. I've played with the idea of yo. What would it be like if I'm not here anymore? Because nobody's missing me and shit. You know what would I'm you saying? Be afraid that nobody gave a fuck. I, one of those things. The thing, yeah. Not even. I just realized that nobody does give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? You sure about that? They would miss me, right? It would be it would be a, a missing of love and all of that kind of shit. But I equate it to, I think about, yo, I spent 15 years at a job and there's so many contributions that I, I've had to this place. That shit ain't, the, the beat didn't stop. Now, I know it's completely different when it comes to family members though. and love and shit. Right, exactly. But I'm, when I'm talking about purpose, when you find yourself moving so wholly for something and thinking that that shit is your purpose, and then the day that you you realize that that shit is not your purpose. So you found your purpose now in the teaching and other things you got going on? I found emotional stability and happiness because i'm never disconnected from the fact that all all of this shit is a job um and anytime you mix money with passion you feel what i'm saying like you you can get whatever so at the end of the day it's 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 kind of like how i move in relationships i'm here for me i'm not here for you <laughs> it sound it sounds mad crazy, you feel what I'm saying? But that that allows me to really function. So when I if I come home and I rub your feet, I'm rubbing your feet for me. If I if I cook dinner five days a week, I'm I'm really cooking for me. Not because not that I don't want you to benefit. Not that I don't want you to you feel what I'm saying? I think that's a men that I mean a thing that all men do. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it I don't should think be. women understand us to know that usually that's that's why we do it. No, 
Because that's 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 more of a I don't even know what to call that, but a lot of these do it because they want the woman to like them more. So I'm doing for you, I'm cooking for you because I want to present myself in a fashion that makes you the same thing we've been talking about. I want love, so I'm doing acts to receive love. I can understand why you say that, but from my opinion, women are generally more angry when they're hungry. So me cooking is happy wife, happy life. If I come home and cook breakfast for my fiance in the morning before she get home from work, I ain't got to hear certain shit. I'm doing it for myself. I want to go to sleep. I don't want to, you feel what I'm saying? When I rub her feet, you know what I mean? Because I know she's been up working all night or whatever. Like he said, I'm doing it for me. I know she's going to complain about her feet. I don't want to hear that shit. What, I'm going to handle the shit before I get to the complaints. I, I'm doing I it for myself. It. I, I respect it. I, it's just like that happy wife, happy life shit is... Well, I mean, I believe that's a two-sided coin because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be happy too. I hate that shit. I'm, I'm not staying somewhere where I'm not happy. I, I'm not trying to like uh, rabbit hole us into a. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Happy only, life, happy life. Shit. Only because this this can, be, you know, and, and to go back to the Martin Luther King conversation a little bit, I absolutely hate from the bottom of my heart conversations that put black men and women. Against each other, I hate it. I hate being in them now. Feel what I'm saying? And this may be, you know, more controversial or a contradiction to some of our early podcast listeners. I, I had to tell a young lady. Um, so, long story short, I'm in a group chat with some other teachers, and they started de. I think conversations de evolve. Like it goes to a lower level when we start going. Oh, I'm a man, and you a woman. Like, when is that back before? So they started de-evolving the conversation into um, some shit versus, you know, man versus woman, and it was over wages, right? Like, uh, the black man's wage is 87 cent or 87 percent of what the white man's wage is, and the black woman's wage is 80 80 percent. So, in the in the group chat. They're arguing over seven pennies, essentially. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But them seven pennies was enough to for for it to turn into, oh, well, the black man doesn't value the black woman, and black women um, have historically had to deal with so much oppression from black women as a result of et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just stepped into the conversation, and I'm like, you know what? There's trauma, period. There is. You feel what I'm saying? Totally there's, there's, hey. there's, there's trauma. There's trauma. So now what? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? There's trauma. It's definitely trauma. So so if if we know that there's trauma, and I think I think everybody wants to see black men and black women together. As a woman, like I hate when women bring up that. Well, men this and da da da, and that's why it's like I always get the. Although I'm defending my point, let's make sure one, we're not talking personal, we're talking general, and two, we understand that this is not where I stand, but I understand the the understanding. We have to be able to, like I said, we can handle the pressure of the dualities. We got to be able to have the real conversation. So if we can't have this conversation without the emotions, then let's not and say we did. Um, my thing is, if if we ain't got no solutions and we ain't going, we not prepared to do something about that shit today. Fuck that conversation. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I, it, I think that's just how how life goes. You gotta keep chucking at the wood until you get to the point chuck you want to get pause. Wood chuck. So, <laughs> so hey. it, it's like we don't know before? who the fuck we are right now uh-huh. in this society. Yeah, it's an open based society where yeah. women have more access and agency, and it's like now men are not being set up with women, so they don't have to go find in court and all this other shit. And, and it's just like, oh shit, she can do this, she could do that. Where does it put me? Mm. And you see all these conversations about like, where do we fit in each other's world when we, and, and then you got some people like, well, my grandmother and my grandfather and blah, blah, blah. That was a different time. You know what I'm saying? Just like, like we said earlier, 96, it was no internet. Mm-hmm. So for my man to find a bus route, he had to go. He had to go somewhere to get a bus schedule, and it was way, it was it was way more time in your hands back then than you have now. Everything is like I, I like the the message is Sunday, so you get your weekly hours on your phone, right? And it's nine hours a day. I'm on my phone nine hours a day. So when you when you think about it in the whole schematics Damn, of it, you on your phone nine hours a day. Well, yeah, YouTube. And See, I, I phone is different and shit. I phone different. Like they don't tell you that on the Samsung. They don't. Nah, nah. They don't let you know how much my, you fucking your life. My screen time is that high. Yeah, my screen time is high. Like I be social media. My screen time is high too, though, because once you factor in hopping from laptops, cell phones, tablets, like you said, it's a lot and. Everything is bill oriented now, so it's like she's responsible for bills. I'm I'm responsible for bills, and then it's less of us because all of us are focused on one thing to sustain a level of comfortability. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So um, those conversations are going to keep happening until we find out a systematic way to flow. For sure. If everything is it's- like you do what you do, and you do what you do, and you do what you do, then if I'm coming into all of this and I'm doing what I'm doing, how do I fit in any of this? You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be wild for a good while. We that's the guinea pig stage of everything right now. Yeah, yeah. To me, the the main thing is communication. You can't really achieve any of that without having communication. But to go back to the idol thing, I wanted to ask you a question, Brandon, um, about the the idol thing. How you take stuff from certain people? Do you do that with your friends? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, like you're pretty domesticated, and I and I and I fuck with that. I look what, at that. What that mean? Like you said, you'll rub her feet, you'll cook for her, and all that other shit. So it's like I fuck with that, nigga. I said that. You sound saying? like a dog, though. I don't, I don't necessarily know. I'm glad you could take that away from me, but I, I don't want to sound like a canine. Like, I mean, I'm not. No, you taking it the wrong way, and we, I'm talking about. You and how you deal with your women, your woman, and it's like, all right, bet you're very intimate with your woman. Is that 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 sounds better? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't cook, and then I'm always in competition with myself. And like, if I do this, how will this come off? And I don't want to give more than I'm receiving. And da da da. I'm always in battle with myself because I don't want to end up giving, 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 giving. Because I can just give, and I just have to put a stop to that. Or like right. Ken has a way with like. Ken has a very large view of himself, <laughs> and I admire that shit. I'll be like, yo, this nigga, it don't matter what room he in, this nigga going to slick his way like, yeah, I'm that nigga. And you be like, 
Yo, I'll never forget it, yo. We did a race and he he was a photographer for the race, right? And I said, yo, it's gonna be hot out there, yo. You might need an umbrella. He was like, I ain't wearing no, I ain't bring no umbrella. I'm Ken. The sun gonna move around me. And, and so he did that shit. The next day, this nigga like, yo, I'm done, yo. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yo, I had sunburn, that. ER. Damn. But this nigga so like, he so one way about how he thinks. He gonna he gonna die with that shit. It's like, damn, like that. I admire that shit, like. Yo, let me um I'm gonna read something. This this might change the flow of the conversation, oh, but fuck it anyway. All right. So friend of mine posts, nowadays you have to be able to explain the birds and the bees, the bees and the bees, the birds and the birds, <laughs> the birds that used to be bees, the bees that used to be birds, the birds that look like bees. The bees that identify, this is key, this word right here, identify. The bees that identify as birds and birds that identify as bees, but then the bees that look like birds but still got a stinger. Where niggas standing at? Y'all got kids and shit. How you feel about that? So I'm, I, I mean. Have you had, have y'all had the conversation? Y'all at that point yet? Call it the patriarchal nonsense or toxic masculinity, but I'm more worried about my son in that scheme of things than anything because his mother is very free-spirited and what that mean exactly what i said free-spirited so um so she like he just went to they went to the toy store and she took him to the girl section to pick out shit not because he asked but because i got a daughter and because she relates with feminine things she's like go ahead go go pick it doesn't matter what you pick we in the section go ahead pick what you pick and i'm like why would you so it's like and then his his behavior nuances are, are like you gotta i'm trying to watch certain shit and it's just like all right so it's it's very weird and and i don't i'm i'm nervous about getting into those conversations with both of my kids because my my daughter is now getting a period she's wearing training bras now and it's like i gotta so, worry about all of that shit so for me i feel like i don't hop on it bro like mm-hmm. Whoever my kid is, whatever he is or isn't, I'm going to love him regardless. I got a daughter and I got a son. Either way. I bring it up, though, you know, right, because, um, you know, generally, in general, we don't don't walk around asking people who they have sex with and shit. But sometimes that it presents itself, Um, especially, um, and I, I don't know how to say this, Again, I always got to preface these kind of conversations with this is an inclusive podcast. No statements here is meant to exclude anybody, et cetera, et cetera. But here lately, I've been in trainings with a lot of teachers who uh, are born one way but identify as something else. So the conversation of explaining the birds and the bees is a little bit more, it's even more prevalent because, you know, now you have the world is so inclusive now, they're going to see it. Feel what I'm saying you you can't shield your children from whatever the reality is, and the reality is is that motherfuckers can do whatever they want and shit. You feel what I'm saying, and it's almost to the point of um, you know, is it worth having the conversation right early, or do you just allow it to naturally happen? Because I remember, and, and this can go, we can go back to my middle school and shit days. Like we were toxic nineties and shit. We had a teacher, a science teacher in eighth grade, who uh, I 
don't know, we all thought was game from looking back on it now. He probably was. His name was uh, Mr. Pettit. Uh, and we had came up with a song. Do you remember the song for Mr. Pettit? I wish Janelle was here. Janelle knows the song, but it was, you know, we made up a whole little song about how he was more fem- feminine leaning, et cetera, et cetera. It came across in his voice and his mannerisms. He didn't present as anything other than a man, you know, dress pants, dress shoes, stacks, a tie, but we could tell. And what I always thought was cool about Mr. Pettit was uh, this nigga rode a bike to school every day and shit. That was bicycle. Fucking, yeah, like that was dope as shit. But to recall the memory of Mr. Pettit and to be very topical to this conversation, one day when I had detention for being me, I, <laughs> I asked questions and he was very open. Um, not necessarily about his sexuality, but I was I was getting there. You know what I mean? Like you know, I'm just like, you know, you seem a little sweet ish. You know, I, I was a very precocious kid, so I would always ask the questions that were at the top of my mind. Um, but he um, was very open about it. So to your point, I think it should be able to naturally arise, and we should be able to just create safe spaces. Even if that safe space is, hey, I grew up in 96, I ain't have to deal with this shit, so you know this is uncomfortable for me, but here are people I trust to extend my values to you as my child to have this conversation uncomfortably. At least that's what I know me and my friends are doing, some tribal shit. Like, hey, you identify here and that and this. Can you talk to this little person so I don't fuck it up? So my question is, is it unrealistic to provide a safe space for everybody? Is And is that is that the conflict? Yes, it is. Like, you can't make everybody feel safe. You gotta try. You gotta um, try, though. You yeah, gotta try. Yeah, especially, especially being a black male from probably one of the most toxic black male generations. Like, I gotta try to relate and embrace and make people feel as comfortable around. I ain't saying I'm not gonna be me and shit, but it's through that um, empathy that you know what I mean. I'm allowed. To, to be me like so the question that I always come up with is do we want do we want to allow society to teach our kids about certain things or do we want to teach our kids about certain things like I don't I always I just, don't even know how to teach my kids religion bro like oh get to it so do like you believe I mean I, I believe I what I believe but I don't know how to teach them in a way where it's not like forced upon and barreled down because you some that creates rejection sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's how I learned. It was like forced, and it was like, all right, bet. And then when I got in the college, it was like, I'm, I'm questioning everything. Like, you know, why is this and why is that? And I just came, I, I came up with my own resolve to everything, and I'm, I'm still on the same side of the fence as I was when I was younger. But, um, I don't know how to teach them all of that shit the sex the religion the gender all of that shit is just scary as fuck and it's just like do you want other people to teach them that the direct answer is no but the comfortable answer is yeah like you teach them so i ain't got to and because i might miss some shit it's just weird like it's a huge responsibility huge so i feel like you gotta go with the ebbs and flows right so it's so much technology out here that kids is gonna know shit i mean you got disney putting this shit in the movies and shit now so 
You feel what I'm saying? They're going to know the shit. So I just try to make my kids as comfortable as possible to come talk to me, no matter what the fuck is going on. You know what's crazy? I never ask questions about the devil nigga off of Powerpuff Girls. You ever watch Powerpuff Girls and it was a villain? I never really asked. So I don't know if this is the same thing. Like, yeah, they put it in, in, in like TV and shit like that. But certain shit, you just like... He weird, but, but I don't really give a fuck. And watch certain shit that we watched as a kid, as an adult. Ren and Stimpy can... was wild back in the day, bro. And it was, was nasty, it was weird as fuck. I hated that shit, but I, it I never made me like by Ren and Stimpy. You like that? <laughs> they would be doing like it would be even cow and chicken was weird they, sometimes, like. Butt cheeks and the yeah, fucking, it was. You feel what I'm saying? They had moments where they were just farting and making noises. It's like, what the fuck is this? But to Jay's point, like, I didn't live in a household where I could be like, hey, I'm watching this. This is weird. Like, can I talk about it? So I think that to Brandon's question, like, let kids be free and safe in your presence, and then they'll do their thing, and they'll be like, hey, dad, mom. Cause that's what I wish I had the freedom to do. And so when the internet did get a popping, oh, I was busy. So that's why I am where I am now. So to rewind to one of the podcasts that we had previous, um, we referenced your son and the football shit. And I was telling you like, yo, you gotta let him rock. Like let him be him, which you, you wind up doing. But I feel like, you know, your immediate response was kind of you know, the male Verado of our generation was like, yo, what you doing? Like, you might be doing some weird shit right now. You feel me? And then you took a second. It was like, you know what? I got to let him be him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just got to let, like, and, and, like, part of me is just, like, just let things flow. And part of me is, like, you got to be in the lines, in the borders. And that's the conflict I have. Like, as a parent, I think part of your responsibility is to set the guideline. Like, be a parent. You, you know, we get confused nowadays. Well, I won't say nowadays, but it's a line between you want to be their friend, you want to give them the open space, but also you got to be, like, strict. On that shit. ass. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, where's that line sometimes? And the fact of the matter is we're growing as we're teaching people who are growing as well. And we got to allow ourselves to understand, like, we're going through this too. So, the best analogy I can use for what I try to do is, like, autonomous driving. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to be the Tesla, right? So, the kid is behind the wheel. But it's like, ah. You know what I mean? But I was doing too much. That does them a disservice. I just try to try to <laughs> A disservice. That does them a disservice. You know what I mean? I think you mean What you mean? You got to let them crash sometimes? No. I mean, if if we... Make them so comfortable in the fact that they don't have to do legwork. No, 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 no. They still have to do the legwork. They're driving the car. I'm just a constant reminder of, hey, think about this. Without, I try not to pass judgment on people. Mm, okay. I'm a very judgmental person, naturally. Are you really? And I've, yes. I have never gotten that. <laughs> and I try to keep it in because I'm really um, blunt. And That's I, cool. I, I but no, I be we need more like off. you and shit. No, I be pissing people <laughs> off. <laughs> so I know me. I had to learn that early in my parenthood that like, yo, I can't be so stern all the time. Like, yeah. like you were saying, like you got to. It's like you know when you try to teach a kid what's hot, and you got those certain kids that be like, 
all right, I want to touch it anyway. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you right. know what I mean? It's right. like, all right. Yeah, I, I heard somebody say that. Like, yo, it, it's not that we didn't have niggas that, that guide us. Just, we did whatever the fuck we wanted to do. Anyway, so it's it's you feel me? You but you knew somebody. what you knew where the border was, and some of us didn't. Okay, no, some of us didn't <laughs> no. Give a fuck. yeah, you just didn't give a fuck. You knew where the border was, you just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you knew like, all right, that's where it's supposed to be at, and yeah. and right now it's like there's no more border, mm-hmm. and it's just like do whatever the fuck, and it's kind of weird that like when you watch Loki and you see like all these Nexus events and what happens when one thing. Does not go as planned. Mm-hmm. So before everything was a sacred timeline, and then I guess Y two K happened, and the Nexus event occurred, and now everything is all over the place, internet and whatever, whatever. So it's like it's it's an interesting. It's interesting to see in real time. Like I wonder what they gonna have in the textbooks when my kids get into high school. So for instance, to jump back to what you were saying, kinda like um, growing up, right? Until I got to a certain point, I would listen to everything my mother said, right? I was scared to get punished, all this other shit. When I started fucking, I don't care what she was going to say to me. I was going outside to get some coochie. You know what I'm saying? I was a good kid. I never got in trouble at all. Up until I was 14. Like She couldn't figure out what was going on because I'm the first child. But... I started waiting for her to go to sleep. Your mom? Yeah, and going so outside. Go I'd be outside some, some all butt. night. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I got caught a few times and punished for months. Da, 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 da. And um, she just didn't understand at the time. Nothing was going to stop me from getting some coochie. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, this nigga. The fact that he's saying coochie is hilarious to me. Continue your story, y'all. Go ahead. I'm, I'm loving it. But no, it. that's what that's that's what I'm I'm saying. She was trying to steer me in the way, and me being usually a good kid, she was confused while I was acting out because yeah, it was so yeah. abnormal. But like I said, when you get a taste of a certain thing, that I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like I knew yeah, where the line was yeah, at, yeah. and I knew that Vagina she took sleeping that pills. To so at a certain time around she 8 p.m. Knocked. He was good. She was knocked. I was good. Mm-hmm. But I, it was a few times where she didn't take the pills because I don't know if she ain't have them or whatever. And she kind of got up going around the house like, where the fuck is this nigga at? And I'm walking through the fucking projects, coming home, happy-go-lucky uh-huh, with uh-huh. my friends. You feel me? Walking through Somerset. My mom pops up. And I'm like, oh, shit. My mom is wild as shit, bro. Yeah. Pissed, crying. She ain't know where I was at. I walk past her and I say, just don't hit me outside. And I kept, <laughs> I kept walking. I got you the house. And she fucks you up. No, she didn't hit me oh, at all. Good, she good, just, good, my good, mom, good. She, she a Sagittarius too. She just was so emotional crying and shit. That's crazy. I hate seeing women cry, bro. I can't stand yeah. shit. Yo, boom. Since since we're talking about Coochie, um, let's, let's uh, pivot into our ratchet segment for this episode. Um, Mighty wants to, to talk about back shots. All right, we kind of started this in the last last part. So we put the weight we put the weight on the back shots on me. Yeah, absolutely. This shit because y'all was acting. My thing was y'all was acting real weird last week when the back shots came up, and it was like we niggas like we can't talk about you know our impact in, in the bedroom with women. Well, like, I just wanted to have some. This nigga talked to a whole podcast about measuring dicks, and then we get to like fucking women. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, yeah, we, we got to have a woman for that. Like, <laughs> we, do, we do need a woman here to talk about vaginas. We're not talking about vaginas uh, directly. 
I but you like, could be educated in you could be a male and be educated in vaginas as well. Yeah, I agree. But I also but y'all niggas like sending out no vagina. So y'all ain't no experts. A, a couple of women around when we had those kind of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Justin. Uh, what you saying? Um. So how did to recap? How did you feel? About the backshot thing. No, so so King Young was saying like when it's time for backshots, so when he with a woman, it's like, yeah, he gonna drill her to the fucking bed and you know make her come out of that arch position, and that's key for like his you know arousal doing backshots, right? That he, that's not what that's not what was said. He's he's mischaracterizing what I was okay. Saying. Clean it up, clean it up. So the point oh. that, that I was making, and, and hopefully. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, people go back and listen, and this comes across is I am bored with fucking in doggy style. And for me to be interested in fucking in doggy style, it has to happen in a passionate way. All right. So I, I did use the word drilling, but that's not that's not exactly what I meant. Right. I meant okay. it has to it will start some other way. Will go into it naturally, right? Maybe, possibly, maybe, possibly, maybe. It, 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 it you feel what I'm saying? The, the back shots has to happen in a in a passionate way, right? You know what I mean? We we go into it for me. Back shots is definitely a part of the uh, you know, the healthy sexual regimen in in a relationship. I believe so boring. So it's not boring. It really is. It's really not. How for y'all so for nobody's doing, I like I like so you not oh you gonna hate me. You not doing the leg on the corner of the bed, one foot on the ground, her kinda cause if you didn't try one that hand yet, on throat, one hand on frontal, now your whole frontal no, 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 cause I'm I'm just thinking about a y'all choosing right. <laughs> no, 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 I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, that's when you went too far. Yeah. Now you're mad. Like, <laughs> I agree with that hoe. And that Why are you video. acting weird with me? Right? Why are you, you acting, acting weird, weird with me? With me? <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm there with her. But, you know, some simple back shots that's not boring. Just the, you know, different elevation of the legs help. It keeps it very. Again, the pussy responds differently to a back shot, in my opinion. I, it's, it's all about. If if we doing back shots, I want her to participate. Throw that shit back. Like it's just it's boring if I'm just the one just giving all See, the energy. I feel completely the opposite way. <laughs> Go ahead. My fiance be doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> she be just doing the most, bro. Like I'm, I we ain't even going down there. We ain't going down there. <laughs> Thanks, yo. I'm like yeah, this thing. So. We try not to go like, I, I, yeah, too specific. Really yeah. I ain't really going to get up. She might get mad. Let me say this because low key, there's somebody out there to this day that doesn't like me because we got two oh, personal wow. on the pod. Uh, so Elias, Elias Baron Von Zemo. But. Yo, check the Baron Von Zemo episode. You feel okay. what I'm saying? You, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. You know what I mean? But so the the uh, <laughs> for the back shots for me though, I won't say that it's boring. As much as I think that women enjoy it more than us. Like, it's cool for me. It's like an aesthetic thing. Like, when we first start talking and you got a fat ass, the first couple of times I hit, it's, it's going to be what's up. You feel what I'm saying? But 
I'm more personable. Like I want to see your face. I want to look into your eyes. Right. I can see your face in a back shot. What are you nah, talking about? It's too. No, I got listen, short on, sweetheart. Like a that's a lot of looking work. Looking back, getting hit from behind. I wasn't thinking. It she don't was look the prettiest. It don't. I'm sorry. That don't really look all that. It's like. Yeah, I like to feel the titties on my chest. I like to see the Why? titties bounce. I like to see like how they titties are overrated. Like, no, no way. Fuck out of here. Titties no. overrated. Who the fuck said no that? Way. Said no one ever. A heterosexual woman, like goddamn it, titties no. are overrated. Like, nah, no, 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 no. The bounce, it's just, the it look, just does. The they got their own taste. When you put they, the titties, titties in their face taste? and you yeah. on top, it's, it's, yeah. Every one of y'all body parts tastes different. Sure. Well, skin, yeah, it does. I eat all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Justin a wild boy today. Thanks, thanks for bringing the sad energy to the room. I need it. Um, no, I, 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 I do not. Again, perception is different. I enjoy back shots. It's not boring. I've done it. It's it's a regular regimen for me, and it it's that halfway point. It was like, all right, put in the back shot. She going be back, and then oh, we can keep going for the rest of the for what I want. Do it for her. If 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 it if it's for her, absolutely. Like I like, I'm a pleaser. So it's my second win. So yeah, if she liked the back shots, awesome. Are you really a pleaser? Yes. So you eat ass now? <gasps> no. So how can you be? <laughs> Wait, every female no. don't like her ass being I know ate. That. I about to say because but no, I that know shit is there uncomfortable. Is a large demographic of females that do want to do that, and if you are a pleaser. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, it's other, right. it's other way. Plus, plus, where I'm at right now, plus, plus. it's it's like, yeah, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you gotta get to that level. We not just just waking up eating. No, ass. no, no, no. I'm not saying that. So people would not talk about ass eating. As, no, yeah, that's not that's, that's not no. we do here. We don't do here that here in Wakanda. That's, ex- ex- <laughs> that's <laughs> an exclusive that. drop. You don't. Everybody don't kill get that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. don't get that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. No, yeah, so just just picking up on what I was saying. Am I? Are you waking up eating ass? Kid definitely eating ass up yeah. the first. Kid yeah. definitely eating ass up the first. His big game is, <laughs> is the best in here. You I know, know he Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, yo, and I'm a. Hey, juice, dude. I thought coochie juice do it. Yo, I'm a. I'm yo, a, you see my shit going yeah. back? Yo, yeah. I had a big ball spot right here before I started <laughs> fucking with my fiance. I'm a, gotta, I was stressed out. Yeah, I'm gonna take it to another level. The pH balance gotta might, be right, though. I'm, I, I might be waking up and um, getting my ass ate. So <laughs> you feel me? Like I'm. Gonna, I, if we want to go, cool if we want to go, like you know, it's cool and shit. But no, I'm trying to get her in that mode. But my sexual level is different from hers. Like yeah. she, she, she likes to fuck a lot. But I like to do a lot of different fucking things. Yeah. So no, I I, I just want to defend myself on this backshot point. The reason the reason why I was saying that is boring and why it is mostly boring for me is I've historically baited these women who like to just show up and be pretty, like in everything, and that that's even true for how they have sex. So you know when it was time to, to have backshots, it was like. Okay, I'm gonna just put my body in this statue esque position, and it's supposed to be enough. And it's like for me, it's not enough. You know what I mean? Now Regina described something that was 
that sounded really engaging and shit, right? Like mm-hmm. you put the one leg up and then she's throwing it back. No, that's not. That hasn't been my. You know what so, I'm saying? My my my, my backshot experience is okay. I'm on all fours now. Get your own dick hard and come fuck me. And it's like, oh no, that's trash. It's, it's been like, yo, how am I supposed to stay hard? That's trash. Just looking at a back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't getting no energy. I'm not. You know what I mean? They don't even want. They they barely want to suck your dick before before you start fucking and shit. This is. I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about like historical shit. Nobody, nobody in particular. I would never name anybody on the call. So I wasn't asking for a name. I'm asking for values. No, no. I'm just. They don't have the same sexual values you do. If they just laying there, like. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm not saying you would ask for names, but you know, people be sensitive. So I gotta, I gotta so put that disclaimer in. So going into a sex session, right? Are you going into that sex session feeling like you want to break her? No. No, no, no. I'm going into that sex session feeling like I want uh, I, I want to get the most positive response and orgasm out of her as I can. So I'm listening and paying attention. I'm not in it for self. You feel what I'm saying? I tell women that all the time because, yo, look, the reality is I'm so comfortable with my orgasm that I could I can fucking beat my dick and come immediately or Nigga, that's why you haven't bad sex sex is a sport you need to be going in that bitch like bitch challenge like versus like that's I'm why not, you haven't I'm not don't having, fuck pillow princes I'm they not, don't understand that i'm not shit. having like, bad sex Nigga, what you described was bad sex a little bit i'm sorry i mean you, i've i've had a lot of sex you feel what i'm saying so what i described was the instances where i've had i'm not having bad sex at all how y'all, let, me, let me ask you this. How do niggas start sex? How y'all start? What y'all do? Eat the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way you start? That's, I mean, that's, 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 a, that's the. For, for, for now, for me, well, for a few years now, I love the 69. So that's okay. usually. That's where you start. Where I like to start at. Is that, is that where start sex starts for you, Mighty? The 69. Uh, you know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I got to get used to getting hit. Like I'm a different person. You ain't making your dick up. Like yeah, right, yeah. So like yo, like, yo, I had this conversation a few yo. hours ago at work. How is it, how does a marriage last if the man is not getting his dick up? Is a requirement, Brandon. You know this. I told you the story before. Pause. I was about to take a bitch out on a date. Our first date, met her on met her on POF. Okay. For those that don't know, POF is plenty, plenty of, of fish. fish. Right, All right. It's a dating app. On the way to the restaurant, we talking, chopping it up. She mentions that she doesn't suck dick. <laughs> I immediately bust a you and take her ass back home. And I took myself out. Sucking dick is a requirement. That's just childish. It's childish. Plainly. plainly. Can we get some, some, some female input on that? <laughs> this, this is the toxic West Baltimore me, but I agree. Like you gotta suck dick now. <laughs> I don't understand how you don't. But I grew up sucking. Like, like when you met me at ten, I used to still suck my two fingers to go to sleep. So like I got a problem. Oh, so wow. dick sucking is not my my issue. Like, but I don't understand how you don't do it, or how you have to get used to it. Can I ask you that? Like what because do you- so. 
it's like being in a position where the person is the only person trying to it's weird so when you're getting head you have to like kind of so yeah be vulnerable that's it you gotta relax sit back let the person do the work and i'm usually the one that's like i'm usually one taking control but there's an arena where you can do work and still be getting your dick sucked and that's fine so what am i missing um that that arena didn't occur ah have you tried that arena yet because bitches are freaky on the low, especially if, like, y'all are in a deep, intimate relationship, like, outside of that. So if you did some wild shit, like, you know, she went down there and you just started fucking her back, the back of her throat, she might like that. Yeah, I'm it on, a, I'm on a journey now, but it's, like, getting used to, like, like I said, being the one to receive. And, and like, if, if it's sex, it's mutual. If I'm penetrating, it's mutual. She getting That's it, right. and I'm reading off of her, you know, expressions and body, like, all right, cool. If it's oral, I'm the one giving. So it's like I'm reading her body, da da da. da. But I don't have that much experience receiving. That's so it's not like, that normal, though. That's not that yeah, no, it's, I don't it's think not, people talk but, about it enough. My advice I would give you is to try the 69 thing out because me knowing you and you know how you are, you feel what I'm saying? You you might not feel like you want to be vulnerable to somebody like that. I mean, it's, it's just a journey. You sometimes you gotta like just go on down that path and just start. I mean, just allow that shit to happen. Like because the same thing for like for my fiance. I go back to her. She didn't understand anything about getting her pussy ate like that. You feel what I'm saying? Which was crazy to me because it tastes so good. But the thing is. It's so good that <laughs> niggas just wanted to fuck all the time. Like, she never really experienced the other pleasures that she could have. And I'm like, bro, you shorten yourself. Mm. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like the same thing that you saying. Like, when I, would, when I first started really, really doing it, she would be like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to put my hands. She's doing a whole bunch of crazy shit. And I'm like, babe, you got to just relax. Like, just relax. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, like... What Kim was asking earlier, how you get it started, like, like the last time I got it started, it was back massages, and then, like, if you give her kisses on the small of her back, it just takes shit to another level. Yeah, like, I was, when I was listening to y'all answers, it's interesting to hear where you think sex starts, right? Because you said it's at the foreplay, you was like, nigga, when we naked. So, again, hmm. for me, like... You can eat your pussy with your clothes on. <laughs> this <laughs> Well, this all right. Slutty. That's a, slutty that's boy. A, a I've, like, I've had slutty. a lot of experiences. Never experienced that one. Listen, like, you don't got the pink sweats on for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> you feel know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got on underwear handed in, nigga. I feel like. Wow. I feel like. Wow. Like, like okay. you dick out with it's it. Getting close. Shit. What time is me? <laughs> wow. Not so. All right, cool. Yeah, we can, we can wrap this up because this is about to be a two hour pod. This is an awesome conversation. But no, um, for me and shit, sex tends to start with touch, um, and it's different for each woman that like I've had sex with. I, like, there's a, a a particular woman that I'm thinking about right now. Our thing to start sex is me rubbing her feet. You feel what I'm saying? And that would lead me into low key, like I got foot fetish. That would lead into me sucking her toes, and then use condiments. No, 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 I go straight, go straight with it, right? And then, and then, like, I don't know if y'all know, like, 
uh, the your nerves in at your feet. So there's a lot of places where you can kind of, you know what I mean? So I would start with the toes. I would get into like the um, the palm of the foot. I don't know what the fuck that part is called. You know what I mean? Then I, w- I would end up working my way up the legs, the arch of the foot. There we go. The, I work, end up working my way up the legs. Before you know it, I'm eating vagina. You feel what I'm saying, right? Because I've, I've started at the bottom and make my way up to the top. I go from the vagina to the stomach, to the titties, to our mouth. And then before you know it, it's a full-blown situation for real, right? So what, what point in your situation do you get hit? Because it's different for everybody. Whenever she wants to. I think so. You don't demand it sometimes. Like it's time to suck dick now. No, 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 no. Cause that's crazy. Yo, that's how you go about the game, yo. <laughs> I mean, I, so 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 I've I've never came off and said yo I demand it, but I have like stopped and then like put my dick in niggas face. You feel what I'm saying? And if you get the hint, you get the hint. You gonna say pause? Pause. No. Wow. No, like, yo, come I, on. You, yo. you put you come put on, the dick yo. in that face. If they they know what that means. Say mean, niggas right? face though. You say like niggas, bro. Uh, women can be niggas too. Uh, so for those that I don't know, well, I'm trying to respect them. So you know, niggas, yeah. right. niggas. You know what I'm saying? If I still want to, you know, go disrespectful we, but not all the way respect, yeah. I give a call them niggas. Just trying to pivot out the bitches where, even though I do use it. When I'm fucking somebody, they my bitch at that point. Oh. Yo, I gotta dap you up on that because <laughs> I understand that energy. <laughs> you know what, you know what I'm saying? It's like nah, I'm dominating right now. Bitch, <laughs> this nigga. Um, so, all right, cool. Y'all got anything else to add to this, or are we gonna wrap this part up? What y'all think? What's we up? Can, we, yeah, we can. Yo, hour forty five minutes was an awesome part. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank our our guests. Okay, uh, Justin is uh, slowly becoming a part of the pod. Jay Rico. Okay. Jay, Jay Rico. My bad. Jay Rico. My bad. Jay Rico. Where, where did Rico come from? <laughs> Light skin yeah, nigga. Shit. Somebody, yeah. some older chick yeah. had called me. Rico Suave when I was, you know, working in the hospital and shit. So really? Jay Rico, yeah. Jay Rico. That's where that came from. Okay. Um, the beautiful, the luxurious, the intelligent, the uh I don't wanna call her sexy because in that Oh nigga, I thought you were shouting on Brandy for real. I was about to be like, Yeah, y'all sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna objectify. Wow. Her. Wow. Um, the ever intelligent <laughs> Regina, ladies and gentlemen. Audience applause. Uh, oh, you shit. can also find oh. my YouTube channel at G Talk Yo Y O Shit. It's all a sentence. G Talk Yo Shit. Find oh, me on G YouTube. Alright, thank you. Um, mighty, yo. Yeah, mighty, man? big fly. Cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Signing off. You know, you got your A mic can. That's right. <laughs> this nigga edit that shit out before we before you'll be doing the Joe Bob <laughs> podcast by itself. <laughs> Uh, uh, no. Thanks, thanks for listening to us. Um, you know, catch niggas next week. Bet. <laughs>